0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Overleveled Podcast. This is episode five of the Dark Road to Kingdom Hearts Four, and we are currently on part four of our playthrough of Kingdom Hearts Final Mix. Today, I am joined, as always, by my good buddy Dash. How you doing, Dash?
1: I'm doing great. A little tired, but I'm ready to rock and roll, oh, dude.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah,
1: care to say why uh, you might be a little tired? <laughs> uh, because we were. At a tattoo shop till two in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got woken up by my child at four in the morning. So yes. I got like no
0: sleep. <laughs> yeah. So sorry, this one's coming to y'all a little bit late. As Dash said, we went and got, we got inked up. So
1: yeah, as yeah, the cool, did.
0: as the cool hoodlums say.
1: Yeah. I'm happy with what we got though. Oh, Definitely for sure. Super fucking cool.
0: Yeah. I was showing my buddies this morning and everyone was just like, that's fucking sick. So I'm like, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm very pleased with what I got. And yeah, yours is also so fantastic. So, Yeah. Um, but yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I said, we're, we're a little late on this one. I apologize. Uh, also, if I sound a little bit different, I was telling Dash uh, earlier this week, my daughter made her way into my, my little office area and decided to just completely tear to shreds my pop filter. Uh, so <laughs> I'm, I'm struggling to have any... Any sort of, uh, I guess, replacement for that at the moment. So
1: if I get sound sock, weird, dog, what's up? Get a sock, cut a sock like, <laughs> yeah. like a quarter, like a quarter, uh, quarter of the way down. Just stuff it right over there until you get a new one. That's what uh, I'm yeah. doing. <laughs> I'll probably
0: start doing that on the next episode, but for now, y'all are gonna have to just deal with it. <laughs> deal with your wet mouth sounds. So today, or let's see, first, I guess we can go ahead and just quickly recap what we talked about last episode. Uh, yeah. which which was kind of a lot but also not a lot at the same
1: time. It was we, a lot it was a lot more than what we were expecting for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, we we talked um we talked about Monstro, we talked about Agrabah. And that's about it. And you know, if if you remember yeah. too, I had promised before then that we were going to try to discuss everything from Agrabah to Neverland all just in that in that one episode. And clearly that did not happen. Uh but in today's episode, we are going to cover Halloween town, Atlantica, and Neverland. So uh, if you had been following it with us before, you should probably uh, be caught up with Dash and uh, and this this series as a whole right now. So yeah, let's just go ahead and uh, jump right into this. Um, whenever we finish Monstro, we head to Halloween town. So, just right off the bat, how do you feel about Halloween Town?
1: It's one of my favorite movies, so I was super stoked to get to Halloween yeah. Town. Yeah. I, I love that movie. I love um, just the you know, the claymation stuff and how much work goes into that. So seeing it in video game representation I was like super, super excited.
0: I actually showed my wife The Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, and I was really hoping that she would enjoy it, but she's, she's just someone who naturally is turned
1: off by claymation. Like it just freaks her out. <laughs> like, same with, same with my girlfriend. She, can, yeah. she hates the claymation stuff. She creeps her out and I'm yeah, just like, I it, love it.
0: It doesn't matter how good Coraline is or how good, you know, uh, oh. like fantastic Mr. Fox. Like she just won't, she just can't get into it because the whole time she'll just be thinking, I hate looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, yeah, I agree. I love this town. I remember when I first got to it when I was younger. This was actually... When I played this game for the first time, I saw this world. This was kind of a... uh, Like, whenever my buddy was showing me Kingdom Hearts, he showed me Halloween Town first. And that got me really fucking stoked. (laughs) Um, Because this world and the world that we're going to right after this, these are the two worlds where your your costume like your your appearance changes based on the world that you are in um so i was really fucking into this because you know right as soon as this opens up we get we get this like camera tour of halloween town with like this instrumental version of of the uh the theme song to oh, this, this is, is halloween. halloween yeah yes and we get this really good look at uh at sora Donald, and goofy and their new outfits and and sora how how, how do you like
1: their outfits I loved it. That was literally the first note that I have. Is I love the costume change. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, compared to you know, obviously we didn't get anything for Agbar. You know, um, or Monstro. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't even. Some, what would it even be in Monstro? I, you just become Pinocchio. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're all
0: just wooden puppets.
1: Yeah. But, like, it, it was it was really cool because I didn't expect it either. So going mm-hmm. into it, I did not expect uh, to get a costume change. And I was pleasantly surprised.
0: Yeah, yeah. We get Sora kind of in this, like, very, you know, it's 2002. So it's kind of at that peak of Hot Topic. Uh, yeah. You know, that Hot Topic-esque, <laughs> like, he's got the vampire fangs going on. Um, he's got little like, bat wings. yeah, he's got little bat wings, like little tiny bat wings. Yeah. <laughs> and he's got like this, uh, kind of jack-o'-lantern type, like mask covering over just like one of his eyes. Uh, it's just overall darker colors. I was fucking in love <laughs> whenever I was,
1: you know, nine years old. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, man. I'm still in love with it now. It was great. It yeah. spoke to my spoke to my edgy dark side. You know? yeah that, it,
2: <laughs> yeah
0: I, I was I was also just kind of looking because I hadn't always, you know, it's easy to notice that Donald is kind of like this wrapped uh, mummy missing torso kind of design. But I was looking Damn. at uh, goofy and he's kind of got this like Frankenstein werewolf kind of hybrid thing going on.
1: Yeah, I thought he, I thought it was just, like, a play on just monster movies in general at the time. Yeah, he's or got classic this, monster movies. He's got this,
0: like, huge bolt sticking out the top of his head and, um, you know, very Frankenstein-esque, but then also, like, his shoes. You get to, like, you get to actually see Goofy's feet, like, without his shoes. Because they're, like, ripping through his shoes.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, like, rip... Like, he was, like, mid-transformation or something like that.
0: Yeah. So... You get this really good, nice look at all of them, and, and then um, we get our we get our first kind of introduction. That you know we're in Halloween Town. Oh boy, everyone's changed their wardrobes, and and now we're walking into like the main town, and uh, immediately we see it is infested with the same kind of like ghost heartless that we originally see in Monstro. Um, yeah, but this time they're just chilling. You can't attack them, and they don't attack you. <laughs> yeah, they like being there. That's it.
1: Feels like that's where they belong.
0: Yeah, I mean. Makes sense, homes. yeah. They're yeah. ghosts, uh, which also is kind of weird, kind of given uh, the nature of what a heartless is. Like, could a ghost be a heartless? I don't know. There's so many, so
1: many questions. Out a lot. About, a plot holes. Yeah, yeah, a little just, bit. Just Look past them, whatever. <laughs> it's a good um, game. You just don't think about it.
0: Yeah, just don't think about it. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's a ten out of ten <laughs> as long as you don't think about it. Don't think um, too hard. Yeah, uh, the mayor of Halloween Town comes out and he introduces Jack who, you know, just like in the movie, kind of appears like out of that fountain. Um, And then he says that the Heartless aren't scary enough and that he needs Dr. Finkelstein's help. And you head over there to Dr. Finkelstein's lab and they're running tests on the Heartless and Jack deduces that the Heartless need hearts. Makes sense. It does make sense, yes. And so Sora... Yeah, uh, Sora agrees to help him out. Uh, you know, I guess help. Th- he helps them to like use that artificially created heart that they have.
1: Yeah, it's like a looks like a giant bagpipe almost. Yeah, like that's what it really. <laughs> it's a little, looks little like. weird. I remember when I was younger, it it freaked me out. <laughs> I, I just looked past it. I was like, yeah, that seems about right. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's <laughs> keep going. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: So Jack says that he's been trying to get the Heartless to dance with him. For the Halloween celebration, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. And here are Jack's ingredients for a heart. So take notes, everyone. If you're trying to create a person, don't look at you know Full Metal Alchemist for any of that bullshit. Just look at Jack and what he believes uh, goes into a heart, <laughs> and that is that is simply just a pulse, emotion, mm-hmm. yep,
1: terror, fear, yeah. mm-hmm. hope, and despair sounds so, about right that's I all you need all of those things
0: yeah that's all you need guys <laughs> so the artificial uh, heart uh, surprise surprise does not work and then dr finkelstein he suggests no maybe memory is the missing or one of the missing ingredients uh love. what's up oh love, love. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah jack goes with sora oh and we can put jack in our party
1: Yes, I'm, a, I'm assuming that's what you did. <laughs> uh, yeah, this time I actually, I actually got rid of Goofy. <gasps> I think on this one.
0: Ooh, any any particular reason?
1: No, I just was like, you know what? I've been giving Donald a bad rap. I upgraded him a little bit. Yeah, um, got him some new stuff. So I was like, oh, you know what? Let's let's see what let's see what you got. And you know, yeah. I'll never do it again. But you know, it was <laughs> it, <laughs> it was okay. Jack Jack could hold his weight, so it was kind of fine. Okay, cool. Yeah, Jack's got some pretty
0: unique abilities that I, I think it's it's useful to put Goofy out of your team, I think. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. I made a good choice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, I mean, unless you're going to the Coliseum, you're likely just going to swap Donald out anyway. So it's like, ah, you might as well just use him at least for one world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you go with Jack. He helps you find Sally, um, who, you know, has the memory quote-unquote that they need. And also, just kind of while you're here in this uh, office, or in the laboratory, if you inspect one of the bookshelves, you do find one of the torn pages. So, I I think this is... I think it's the last torn page. I think that is torn page number five?
1: I believe so, yeah, because I think I had... I think I had all of them except for the first one, and I think that was the last one I needed.
0: Okay. Yeah, if it's so, not five, it's four. It's one of the last ones that you get, for sure. Yeah. So, after you leave the lab, the Heartless in the town are no longer docile. Uh, they can they can attack you now, and you can attack them. Um, and then whenever you make your way to the graveyard, you run into Zero and
1: Sally. And they gathered. The... Uh, I love Zero. Yeah. Zero's my favorite. <laughs> I don't care what anyone says. Zero is amazing.
0: Yeah, I wish Zero got more of a... I feel like Zero could have been a really cool addition to this world, but they didn't really do anything with him. You know?
1: I can't remember. He didn't become a summon either, did he?
0: No. He just kind of helps you find... Um, I'm pretty sure he helps you find, like, the mayor or something, or like... I, he... Had... <laughs> Here, we'll get there. I think I took a note of what Zero actually does. But while you're here and you do run into Zero and Sally, uh, you gather the forget-me-not plant Don't from forget Sally. Me. Yeah, and she she thinks uh, that giving the heartless a heart is a bad idea. <laughs> I agree. <Yep>. I agree <laughs> with her completely. <laughs> and then we get this little scene where Lock, Shock, and Barrel overheard Jack's plan. Uh, and they decide that they're going to relay that information over to Oogie Boogie
1: my second favorite person in the Nightmare <laughs> right. Before Christmas. I if love I, Oogie Boogie.
0: If I'm not mistaken, I believe this is also primarily the main cast of the movie. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah. Except
1: for a few side monsters and creatures sure. inside of the movie mm-hmm. that don't really have too much weight. It's really just, just that's it.
0: Yeah. So I'm really happy that they got Oogie Boogie. You know, I think he's... Oogie Boogie is probably the most charismatic uh, of the,
1: like, Disney villains, in my opinions. Oh, he's... He, I don't even consider him a villain at times. It just seems like he's just like, I want to do this just because I can. Yeah. That's I mean, really
2: w-
0: <laughs> given the world that he lives in, it, it, yeah. it, isn't everyone a villain? <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> to yeah, some extent. Yeah, to be... To be totally fair, yeah, I was just yeah. about to say I was like, maybe the heartless aren't the aren't the evil evil ones in this scenario, yeah. just being tortured and experimented on.
2: <laughs> for yeah,
0: for real, dude, yeah. <laughs> they're just there. Yeah,
1: they're just hanging out. Yeah, clearly, like they just
0: hop over there into Halloween Town, and then once they start experimenting with him, that's whenever the heartless go haywire. So yeah, fuck Halloween Town, God. <laughs> yeah. Was so. I?
1: I wanted to ask too. Was the voice actor for Oogie Boogie the original? Because it, it sounded like it, and when he was doing his little like. That like mini song he was doing, I was just like, this sounds just like the original voice actor.
0: Uh, it is Ken Page. He does the English dub. Wait, yeah, who voices Oogie? Yeah, it is. It is. Oh, okay, that's yeah. awesome. I love that. Yes, sir. Yep. So, yeah, you got you got Oogie back, so that's good. Um, so Oogie, they, they relay uh, Lock, Shock, and Barrel relay the information of you know Jack trying to. Uh, like, give the heartless hearts, and they give that information over to Oogie. And then we cut back over to uh, our gang, and they give the memory uh, over to Dr. Finkelstein. And then he says that the last ingredient that we need is surprise. And we get another little scene where Oogie Boogie hears about Jack's plans and decides that he wants to steal the heart so that he can control the heartless. So already we're seeing... (laughs) All these villains are just falling into the same fucking trap of like, I want to control the
1: heartless. But with a terrible-looking heart too. It's not even like not even like maleficent or anything. Like, here's some power. He's just like, I want that sack full of stuff. (laughs) He just give it to me. (laughs) Yeah, we'll get to the heart
0: (laughs) because he does something wild with it later. Um, So cartoony, it's great. I love it. After after we give the surprise over to the doctor, uh, the kids show up and they steal the heart, and like everyone just kind of kind of just watches it
1: happen. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, I was. They just kind of like watch this whole thing go down, and like no one's like, "Are we gonna stop? Are we gonna no? Okay, we <laughs> nope. will just, we'll just let that happen." Uh, so, okay, so here here's where we get Zero's help. Zero helps
0: kind of guide us uh, where to follow the kids. And we end up following them over to Oogie Boogie's uh, castle? Mansion? What would you call that?
1: <laughs> house? Uh, his apartment? A manor. <laughs> his mansion. A manor. <laughs> oh, his manor? Yeah. His manor. It's not quite big enough for a mansion, but yeah, it probably manor. costs more than a normal house. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So
0: uh, here's just another little little piece of trivia here. So on the ground, Ooh. whenever you're... Exploring this area, there is a red trinity mark on the ground that you can use. Um, but in the original game, the trinity mark was missable. So whenever the final mix version came out, they actually relocated the the red trinity mark. It's mm. I don't I think it's not even necessarily like a huge change. Like I think I it's literally it. just moved <laughs> a few feet. Um, I don't know. It's just one of those things where a. This is this is a I guess a level design change that happened in the final mix version um, that differed from the original game, but I don't think there are many other instances where it's like that. Yeah, I think this is like one of the only ones where like the level design just straight up changed. Um, well, they
1: didn't do a good job. I still missed it. Yeah, <laughs>
0: so <laughs> you can always go back. It's it's probably just like some
1: items or something like probably or items. Yeah or yeah. so yeah potions whatever. Yeah. So or it could be
0: the puppies and I could be missing out. I don't could know. Could be puppies, you never know. <laughs> and we, and you never will know. <laughs> yeah, I never will know. So uh, we watch or sorry, we catch the kids and we beat the shit out of them as
1: good parents do. <laughs> yeah,
0: and then it's interesting too, just another <laughs> little gameplay tidbit right here. For some reason, you get the most experience by defeating them in a specific order. Like you have to beat them in the order of lock, shock, and barrel, like in that order. Really,
1: and you get the most experience. I wonder is there is there a breakdown somewhere I could look up later of why that? (laughs) No, no one knows.
0: I think it's yeah.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, there are you can see how much
0: experience you get for defeating them in other orders, Um, Mm -hmm. but the most experience comes from defeating them lock shock barrel like consistently in that order you get the most experience I don't know why
1: <laughs> I don't know because it didn't seem like any of them were like particularly like harder than the other one yeah and it's, so they're
0: all just like three little kids you're in a little room I
1: don't know did yeah. you die did you die during that or no no I uh, did yeah not. it's easy shit <laughs> like yeah. I, don't, I don't get it I I, I whipped them kids asses Hell yeah. I gave no mercy towards them <laughs> yeah so uh, we beat
0: the shit out of these kids and then, whenever we confront Oogie Boogie, um, um, man, he just eats that thing.
1: Yeah, he just sucks yeah, he that just, sucker down. Yeah, he had uh, no, no, no water, just like a biscuit, and just went yeah. right down. Just man, no water, no, no nourishment, nothing.
0: Kind of based, honestly.
1: Yeah, yeah, kind of.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Pretty based. Not gonna lie. So, Oogie he then summons a couple of heartless Mm -hmm. and he's kind of like doesn't make any sense could he do that before he ate the heart (laughs) i'm assuming he he had to be able to been like something he could have already done
1: yeah so like you like in my mind what made me laugh about that was that he it felt like he couldn't control the heartless he ate that but still had the power the entire time and then summons them he's like ah see I did it. <laughs> but he's kind of pissed. He's like, man, I thought he's like, that's it? Just
0: these two motherfuckers? Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, because, you know, from the fucking get-go, he's in Maleficent's crew, and they all seem yeah. to have some sort of control over Heartless, like she, like, granted them that power or whatever. Yeah, um, exactly. So eating that heart probably just gave him a tummy
1: ache. <laughs> you know? So, gave him a little more yeah. juice. That's yeah. all it did. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, we he eats the heart,
0: fucking based-ass Oogie. Um, he no summons sauce. the Heartless. Yeah, and then we have this boss battle where we kind of have to just, like, follow the rules of, like, this sort of roulette-type game. like Yeah, like, it's not crabs, right? It's no, just roulette. It's just, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's, like, it's some sort of RNG-based, you know, follow the puzzle. And then once you once you kind of do what he wants you to do the gates go down and you can kill him how did you feel about yeah. this boss battle and kind of its it's design
1: uh the boss battle itself i didn't think was too terribly hard nor was it like like game changing you know what i mean it wasn't oh, like yeah. oh my god like this is so you know this is it makes it gives me a challenge but it's also you know forgiving it wasn't even like that it was just like i like the design of the table yeah like the ru- like the roulette table and everything but Outside of that, I was just like, I just like Oogie Boogie at this point. Like, that's the yeah. only reason I like this, this boss fight in this area. is just because it's Oogie Boogie and it's a cool yeah. concept. It's just video game Disney stuff. I like it. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> yeah. Pretty colors. Shapes and colors. <laughs> yeah. So after we kill Oogie Boogie, his bug sack rips. And then we obtain Ansem's report number seven.
1: I didn't need the sound for the, for the bugs and stuff. <laughs> like... I will say though the beetle that falls out at the very very end got a laugh out of me. Yeah, like it falls down and then just kind of like, <laughs> like what is it? Like falls over or yeah. like tries to run away and just goes down, and just lands on its back. Yeah, got a laugh out of me.
0: Definitely, definitely taking inspiration of that.
1: You know, whenever you kill him in the movie, or when Jack kills him,
0: I guess. But yeah, yeah, good stuff, good stuff. Yeah, we get Ansem's report number seven, and um, we're we're gonna we're gonna read all those at the end. So. We get that, and then whenever we leave Oogie's uh, manor, as you put it, the ground kind of gives a, a grumbly rumbly, and then the gang sees Oogie transform into like a like an Oogie castle hybrid. Um, yeah. And so now this part kind of consists of Sora climbing up the castle and destroying the dark globs. In a, like just kind of
1: like growths on his body. How'd you feel about this? <laughs> I literally wrote down Super Mario Sunshine because that's what it reminded me of. It there's is one of the like boss. That. There's one of the boss fights where you got to climb up the tower and shoot the ink and stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah. But yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I I was walking away. I was like, oh, that was pretty good. I was like, that was easy. I was like, I was like, I wonder, you know, if they're gonna step it up. And then he transforms to like his castle. I go, that's fucking stupid. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> I was like, that's fucking. St- Stupid. And then it wasn't even that interesting of a fight. I mean, you're literally... Right. As long as you can platform well, it's not hard. Yeah. That's really what it is. So it was whatever, honestly. Yeah.
0: yeah, you know, just... he. I guess it's just to show, like, oh, these are this is the side effects of him maybe eating the heart. I don't know if it's, like, from eating the heart or just the darkness got to him. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I'm not really sure, because, I mean... It, it Ugi never really had anything like, like Jack just kind of defeat him. There was never a point where like Jafar, where he transformed into a giant genie or you know what I mean. Right? Like, yeah. It's, it's there totally was no reason.
0: Like this Kingdom Hearts original.
1: Yeah. Like, so game. I don't know where it came from. Yeah. I assume it's just the heartless power transformed him in some way.
0: Yeah. It, darkness just like got to his heart or whatever. But yeah. Anyways, so we we get this this little thing. You know, you, you fight the dark globs. And then once we beat him, Sora shoots a beam of light at the moon, and then its reflection seals the keyhole. And this is where we
1: obtain gravity, if you didn't already learn it uh, from the Coliseum, Colosseum. Um, but, which I did not, so. Right. I don't know what it actually does. I actually haven't even, I think I kind of told you, I think that what I was running right now was the second version of Cure, Cura yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. Um, Fyra, and then I'm running, I think, Thunder, or Thunderbolt, or whatever it is. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm kind of running right now.
0: Okay, yeah, I think, uh, gravity, gravity will help you, like, attack enemies that are, that are flying, and they're hard to reach, and, like, you're having to fucking jump up a bunch and try to attack them. If you just use gravity on them, it basically just brings them down to your level.
1: Oh, okay. Okay, so it's just like Pokemon. Fair
0: enough Yeah, it keeps it keeps enemies <laughs> on the ground you know it's gravity I don't know it's just fucking makes them heavy I guess
1: oh uh, it makes sense. that's what I thought but I was like, oh maybe it you know I can mess with stuff you know I don't know I don't uh, know what it could potentially do
0: <laughs> so before we do leave Jack does give us the pumpkin head keychain um, and the doctor doesn't even know what a heart is that's how it ends <laughs> <laughs> but how do you feel uh, about that pumpkin head keychain?
1: I've, dude, it's it's my favorite so far. Okay, like design-wise
0: uh, or it like it's just because it's powerful?
1: Uh design-wise. I I think we talked about this. I think we talked about it in a different episode where we were talking about changing the different keyblades because mm-hmm. I was dumb and wasn't looking through the menus hard enough. <laughs> um but, you know, yeah, there's a power to it, but like, you know, it's like it's like I really want to use the one that looks cool to me too or that I appreciate the design. Right. So the fact that it was an upgrade from what I had and, you know, and it looked really cool was a bonus. Yeah. And I kind of got sad when I had to, you know, change it off later because it wasn't nearly as strong as some of the other ones. But, you know, well, yeah. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully it will, uh, you know, there will be some cooler ones down the line that I have not seen yet.
0: I think I think if you really like in the design of the Pumpkinhead Keyblade, I, I think I mm-hmm. think there are some others in this game that you will really like. Um but yeah, yeah, so that was that was Halloween town, just kind of as a whole. I know we talked about it for a little bit. How'd you feel about this world?
1: uh, it is I, it has creeped into my favorite, I believe. Okay. um and I like think as that's your number one. Yeah, because I, I think it hits um not only I love the world and the design aspect of it, but it hit kind of a sentimental thing for me too with the whole Halloween town and you know, nightmare before Christmas. I just loved it. I loved every second of it. I had a smile on my face the whole time I was playing. You know, and just Oogie Boogie in general just being a a clown and like I didn't take him seriously almost the entire time like yeah. he's doing stuff. Yeah. It was kind of it, it was just good because I think I think that's how I liked it. I, that's the reason I liked it was just because it hit a lot of different uh points for me. Nice.
0: Yeah, yeah, cool world. I uh, yeah, I definitely I like the design of this place it's it's kind of um it's for me it's it be kind of becomes one of those world if it weren't for the like uh the artistic design of the you know your clothes and stuff I feel like it's yeah. kind of forgettable but um mm-hmm. yeah what can you do <laughs> yeah um so yeah, here let me see I'm trying to find some images here because I wanna I mentioned something to you a little while ago that I think is really fucking hilarious um Oh, God. Oh, (laughs) on. After we finish Halloween Town, we do, in fact, go to Atlantica. Whenever we, right before we do land in Atlantica, like in the the U.S. tugboat, Donald says that he's going to use his magic so that we can kind of, like, survive on the world, you know? Um mm-hmm. here I'm gonna send this to you because this is so goofy to me. Um, I feel like people always forget about this because I oh, think people th- want to I think I remember what you're talking about Yeah now. people want to just say that Sora becomes a a merman a yeah. merman but he's definitely half dolphin half human
1: maybe a shark.
0: Maybe a shark. Maybe a shark. But regardless, look at his fucking design, dude, and try to yeah. imagine like where Sora's entire fucking torso and upper body and all of that is just exactly where just a lone head would be. You, not even that. It's like the face. Like yeah, he's coming like, out, just, like yeah, just the face of it. Like it's yeah, whole, he's just coming out of the face of just it. he's
1: coming straight out the face of this fucking shark or or dolphin or whatever. Um, I like to think Donald messed up the spell. Like, he, like <laughs> it just was supposed to turn him into, like, maybe a, like a, a dolphin or a shark or just a merman in general, but instead just made this dolphin just spawn out Sora's, like, half-body.
0: Yeah, yeah, and Donald goes, he goes full fucking duck octopus. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but Goofy's the only one that looks kind of like, okay, I see what they did, that makes sense, you know? Like, yeah. he, he's just like a sea turtle, but then instead of a turtle head, it's just
1: Goofy's head, you know? Uh, so I think that, that is my favorite design. I think I told you, like, I think I told you, I go, I didn't know I needed turtle goofy in my life, uh-huh. but I needed turtle goofy in my life. I love that design of turtle goofy yeah. so much. Yeah.
0: That's kind of what we're working with here. We, we arrive in Atlantica and we immediately get these, uh, various water like mammals, I guess. Um, but yeah. I guess we just talked a little bit about that. We we kinda get some tutorial from Ariel and Flounder and Sebastian, uh, kinda how to like maneuver, like move up and down and, and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And then some heartless fly up, kind of these like jellyfish designs. And yeah. and then immediately Ariel's like, Okay, thanks. Come see my dad. <laughs> like we gotta go <laughs> to the palace. I want you to introduce I want to introduce you to my father. Yeah. So Right off the bat, I know me and you talked a little bit about this, but go ahead and tell the people what do you what do you think about uh, these underwater level controls?
1: Uh, as of like a swimming mechanic, not the worst I've seen. Okay. <laughs> not the worst. Yeah, I liked it, but as of I think we were talking. I think I was talking at least more about like the level design that is just all these twisting caves and you could have did so many things with this underwater thing like this underwater theme and it just felt so empty yeah. it just felt so like there was just there were enemies obviously but it felt like they were so scattered that it didn't really um fill out the world enough in my opinion if okay. that makes any sense
0: yeah yeah no i agree. i i think i agree with you there um i mean personally this is one of my least favorite worlds. I think I, I told you yeah. about this, and I, I may have mentioned this on either the Dark Road to Kingdom Hearts podcasts or just in the like overlevel normal podcast that I would do with DJ. But um, maybe I've just never said this before. But I, whenever I first played Kingdom Hearts, I mm-hmm. I probably was stuck here on the Atlantica level for maybe a grand total of like anywhere between six and eight hours um strictly (laughs) just so over leveled (laughs) yeah strictly just running around or swimming around fucking attacking heartless not figuring out what the fuck i'm supposed to do because i had no idea that you could equip abilities i like i made it all the way up here to this point and did not Equip a single ability, and there is a specific part in this world where if you want to progress, you must equip an ability. <laughs> yeah, um, you get it later on, but man, I got real fucking familiar with these controls.
1: <laughs> you know, as like a nine or ten year old or whatever. So you're like, I know this front, backwards, sideways. Yeah, yeah. yeah I can do it yeah. blindfolded at this point. Easy, piece of cake.
0: But yeah, it's it's one of those worlds where now I look at it and I get like fucking World War 2 flashbacks. So I'm not <laughs> I get a it fan. from looking
1: at Flounder's face. Okay. That's where I get World War 2. F- dude, oh, I his, also get like, it from it, Ursula's face. <laughs> oh, dude, yes. Yeah. Dude, like just but like I think it was like right in the beginning when you first get in there and Ariel's talking to you and Flounder has like this. It's supposed to be a scared face or like oh, a yeah. scared and his just his eyes aren't moving. There's no emotion uh, coming from this fish, <laughs> right? And it is it scared the hell out of me. I was like, "Are you flounder? Are you okay? <laughs> Do we <laughs> no. need to call somebody?" Blink yeah. twice if you're in trouble. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, anyways, Ariel's like, yeah, "I got to introduce it to my daddy." And on the on your way over there, there are kind of these tridents that help lead to the palace, which I think is really just to help kind of navigate the world because of the stupid fucking controls. Um and then <laughs> also, here's another thing too. Ariel was supposed to be a princess of heart
1: in this game. Yeah, I found that really weird. She wasn't she's just kind of left alone. Oh, I can tell you why. Oh, okay. She ain't got no legs.
0: So? That's it. That's the one reason. They literally you heard were of like fish tanks. So in the first movie spoiler alert for the fucking little mermaid, in the first movie, they literally mm-hmm. get they give her legs like towards the end, but mm-hmm. so it was too far into production of the video game to add that portion where Ursula gives her legs. Um, and so they decided to, you know, like I had said to like, you will, but they eventually, didn't need
1: to do that.
0: You'll, you'll eventually kind of come back here and they, and they use that portion of the story, like for a later entry in the kingdom hearts game uh, in the kingdom hearts games. But they they literally were like well she
1: doesn't have legs so it'll be kind of hard to kidnap her i guess how many how <laughs> many games have there been like before and a little bit after not maybe not a little bit after but like coming up to the release of that game in development time where there was something inside of a giant tube of liquid just floating uh, <laughs> in there. It's like background stuff. You're telling me you couldn't have kidnapped Ariel? And like kept you know? her in water? <laughs> yeah, it just kept her in water. They're just sleeping. It you makes know?
0: no sense. They ultimately decided to just straight up replace her with Alice from Alice in Wonderland.
1: Which which makes no sense to me because I, <laughs> exactly. I never knew she was a princess. Yeah. Exactly. Upsetting. I yeah, said. it I, is upsetting. Later <laughs> I, in the I, game, I no, no real spoilers, but later in the game when you get to see... You know, that's that particular thing. Yeah. I was very upset that Alice was, I was like, it makes no sense to yep. me. Yeah. So, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> so we got, we got Alice instead of Ariel. It's upsetting. I, I agree.
1: <laughs> She's a child. I know.
0: So you enter the palace. King Triton kills the heartless that were kind of following you with, with a lightning bolt, which is interesting because I thought it, I don't know. I'm kind of, there, there are little things here and there that, as I continue to look at these games, the more I see, more and more contradictions and little pl- plot holes. Like, apparently, only Sora can kill these Heartless or whatever, because like you, you need the Keyblade to kill them. But Donald and King Triton and Goofy can all use like just their little weapons to also kill Heartless. I don't
2: know.
1: <laughs> well, to I, I think I thought of it in the way of um I thought in the way of like since technically he's a well, technically he's not a Greek god. I almost messed up there because like trident and poseidon like they're two different people i didn't know if oh yeah that. yeah yeah. like they're two different gods technically of the sea uh-huh so i had just assumed like they're mythical in a way so they can interact with these mythical things i guess okay. you know what i mean yeah I mean, and donald yeah. and goofy kind of have like like they had it seems like they were given weapons specifically to be able to accomplish this task, kind of thing from the kingdom. Yeah, and
0: stuff. I mean, I'm not upset by it. It's just like I just <laughs> I saw that the the heartless was chasing after them, and then fucking Triton himself used to fucking he uses just a lightning bolt just to fucking kill it, and I'm like, okay, cool, Tri- Triton King Triton can fucking kill heartless, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, Triton he kind of goes on about kind of how the the outside world outside the palace is dangerous and then he suspects that we could be dangerous as well and then whenever king triton asks who we are errol introduces us but then goofy's just like we're here to find the keyhole and it's like <laughs> hey goof is that not the fucking meddling thing that y'all have
1: been telling us to not do
0: you know just well right d- it says d- 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 keyhole
1: <laughs> to be totally honest, Triton did actually get on him about that. Called his ass out on yeah, that shit. Exactly. He was like, "Isn't that meddling? Yeah. The thing you're not supposed to be doing." And they're like, "Uh, uh, yeah, y- maybe." <laughs> right. So, but you know, right after Goofy
0: says this, though, King Triton he get he gets pissed off and he's like, "Ah, no such thing as that shit." And uh, <laughs> and then Ariel and the gang they kind of swim away. Sebastian goes up to the king and he's like, "Oh, I'm kind of curious about this keyhole as well." I was, good, I was really considering doing a Jamaican accent, and then I thought, that's not fine. <laughs> 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 and uh, the king says, hey, dog, uh, it doesn't concern you. Don't worry about that.
1: And shouldn't you be watching Ariel? That's exactly what Yeah. he's like. Don't worry about that. Shouldn't you be doing your job, Yeah. yeah. peasant? Go on now. His swim cycle upsets me. <laughs>
2: yeah!
1: Crabs don't swim like that. Neither do <laughs> lobsters. Like, Dude, why the hell does he jab swim jab. like that? Yeah, I like it.
0: I like it. I think <laughs> it's fun.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah. Sebastian also goes and he relays that the heartless are coming from Ursula's grotto, and oh. then Ariel invites Sora, Donald, and Goofy into her grotto, or grotto, grotto, grotto. I don't know. Rock uh, place. Yeah, her house. <laughs> uh inside she says that just like Sora she wants to see the other worlds uh and then she suggests that they go and they find the uh the keyhole that Goofy had mentioned uh and then also oh sorry never mind that other torn page that we didn't that we found earlier i guess it, it can be either or you can find another torn page here inside of uh Ariel's grotto and it has one of the other torn pages which yeah that's
1: right. Yeah. Kinda, I think that's the last one.
0: Yeah. I mean, kind of soggy. So. Yeah, a
1: little bit. The ink's kind of faded. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of hard to read it. So, <laughs>
0: as you leave, we get a scene where it reveals that Flotsam and Jetsam were kind of spying on them, and Ursula swears to make sure that they don't find that keyhole. And then, after riding a dolphin through the currents, you come across an old sunken ship where you find the crystal trident and fight uh, the shark
1: from the movie. I was scared shitless of the shark.
0: Yeah, so in Jiminy's journal, I think his name mm-hmm. in the Kingdom Hearts canon is literally just the shark, but it's his official very... it's official Disney canon name. Do you know what his his original name is? No, actually, it is Glut
1: oh yeah, that's right i did know that surprisingly yeah yeah.
0: Uh, yeah i know you're you've been down the disney rabbit hole so i i figured uh, you yeah. you probably know what it
1: is but i dude i i think i mentioned it like episode two when we're talking about merlin's um merlin's place or whatever it was yeah. um water freaks me out it really does even in video games i don't like swimming in it because i don't like thinking something's under me so the fact that like, and it was kind of funny, too, because um, it was the way the camera was when I got in there, because I don't think it highlights uh, the sh- uh, the shark in there, right? It doesn't, like, uh, it like does, say, hey.
0: It does a little, like, really weak-ass attempt of kind of foreshadowing, like, oh, the shark is going to pop out, you know, whenever Ye- they go yeah. there in the ship. But, like, they they show the silhouette of the shark, and then you go in the ship, and the shark immediately shows up, and I'm like, that's... That's poor.
1: <laughs> yeah, that could have been done better. I just didn't know he was there, and I was just like carelessly swimming, and then all of a sudden I see a shark. I'm like, this makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't like it here.
0: Yeah, underwater levels. Yeah, even in, like games like Subnautica, where it's not
1: inherently a horror game, it's creepy as hell. It
0: is a horror game to me, yeah, because of my Absolutely. fear of the ocean. <laughs>
1: Like, just just a total side tangent. I know you never played Jack and Dexter before. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know what you're talking uh, about. But <laughs> when you get to the close of the out of bounds and you hear the, yep. the, it to this day will scare the shit out of me. And I do not like it. It's I don't know why. Yeah. It just haunts me. It really does.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, whenever you take the crystal trident back over to Ariel's grotto, King Trident shows up and, you know, like any good father, just destroys the thing that she loves just because he's angry.
1: So. Yep, like all good dads.
0: do. <laughs> all good dads. Uh, King Triton then calls. Uh, am I saying his name? Wait, wait, hold on. Triton, King Triton. Trited. Yeah, Triton destroys the. I Triton. thought it was Triton. I, I think Triton. What is it? What the fuck is his name? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Triton. King T. King T. King yeah. T. Mr. T. King t. So Mr. T. <laughs> kills kills her daughter's toys or whatever, and. Uh, Uh, Let's see. Hold on. I lost my place. Uh, Yeah, he kills the the Trident uh, out of anger. He kills the Trident. And then Mr. T calls Sora out for being not only from the other worlds, but also the Key Bearer meddling in their world. And I know we had just talked about this, but this is interesting for some Kingdom Hearts lore. This kind of raises questions like... What the like how the fuck does King Trident know about the keyblade and how does he know about well, other worlds and stuff?
1: I think it's well, he's a king. We haven't really run into much royalty besides the princesses themselves. Yeah. So, I would I would assume that Mickey would have a council of other kings and mm. rulers of other worlds. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. We we kind of
0: do get an answer to this later on. In a in a way, sort of, mm-hmm. but it's like, like I had said, with Kingdom Hearts kind of being this abstract puzzle piece, where even whenever you put things together, you're still like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> it's just like, it's interesting. I'd say that what you're saying right now, I think you're kind of kick. You know, you're hitting the nail on the head. I I think we it's safe to say that because of of his position as the ruler of this world, you could say you could you could maybe assume that. As they are looking for King Mickey, who is
1: a world hopper, so to say. Uh, yeah.
0: You know, is probably coming to contact with these people, you know?
1: Yeah, or something like that. Just to let them know, hey, you're
0: you're not the only one out there. Yeah. So, Flotsam and Jetsum meet up with Ariel. And they convince her to make a deal with Ursula. Uh, uh-huh. And then Ursula shows up and she promises to help Ariel see all the other worlds. As long as she leads Ursula back to the palace. Uh, and she doesn't say it explicitly, but her she's there so that she can s- steal the king's uh, trident. It's funny, yes. because in my notes, I said steal the king's trident. I'm, sorry, I'm <laughs> so, after, yeah, <laughs> so after stealing the trident uh, and wounding, wounding Mr. T, uh, Flotsam and Jetsam <laughs> reveal that the keyhole <laughs> is somewhere else. And Sora, Donald, and Goofy show up after Ursula escapes.
1: I just keep seeing Mr. T with a fucking... With a fucking, like, merman's body, just like, just like, I pity the fool. Yeah, just.
0: yeah. I like it. Somebody Photoshop that, please. Mr. T as the king of uh, Atlantica. So, yeah, uh, what was I saying? Oh, he's sword down the goofy. They show up, and then right after... They show up right after Ursula escapes, and then they promise Mr. T uh, that they're going to get the Triton back. Yeah. And near the sunken ship, that's where you can find Sebastian, and he helps you find Ursula's grotto by opening up this like secret passage. Mm -hmm. And then this is where Sora and the gang kind of confront Ursula in her grotto, and we have a boss battle with her. How did you feel about this boss
1: battle? This was the Cauldron one, right? Yeah, the Cauldron one. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a lot of enemies to really deal with, and then uh, Flotzel and Jetson. I think I said that right. (laughs) Flotsam, Flotsam Flotsam. and (laughs) Jetsam.
3: I'm so tired. I know. Flotsam Uh, and Jetsam.
1: Jetsam, whatever. F and J, F F and G, or whatever. I think it's J. Anyways. Okay. They with with them and then Ursula too, kind of all being around. It was a lot. It was a lot to like kind of like manage. You know. um, Oh yeah. I I did die on the first one just because there was so much going on and. Like, you know, he said, like, you have to hit the cauldron, not, like, Ursula or anything. So it was kind of weird. Oh, dude, I
0: skipped that my first playthrough and had no idea what the fuck I was supposed to do. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah, I died so many times in that battle.
1: (laughs) I I was just... It was was just a lot. It was just a lot to kind of micromanage and to make sure. And, you know, Donald and Goofy are just morons. And, you know, they're not going to attack the cauldron. They're going to hit whatever's near them. Mm -hmm. So... It's kind of like it's all up on you, and then there you're getting hit behind, and you're trying to dodge other attacks. It's it wasn't it wasn't hard, it's but it mess. was it was yeah it was a mess to keep track of.
0: Yeah. Uh, thankfully, though, right whenever we do kill, we, I guess we don't kill Ursula right there, but we we defeat her. Um, yeah. And this is where we get Dolphin Kick, like the group learned ability, and this is the ability that you're supposed to equip in order to access the next <laughs> boss battle and I had no fucking idea what I was supposed to do. I was like watching YouTube videos of people like you know, using Dolphin <laughs> Kick to go into the fucking area, like through you're the like, currents. Ow. And I'm like, how are they doing it? And then I would look up like how, how do you uh, like swim fast like how do you swim really fast in Atlantica in <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 1 and then people would just say like oh the ability dolphin kick is used by pressing square or like whatever the button is and I'm like I'm <laughs> pressing that button I'm pressing it like why isn't it working and it, it just pissed me off to no end and like I would just skip I would skip past in the videos where they would actually equip it and so it just took me fucking ages to figure it out <laughs> this part's not important.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Who? Why uh, would you need to progress in the game by looking in your menus?
1: <laughs> hey, man, I will say, I will say, it took, it took a learning curve. Like, because even you were like, I was like, yeah, I was like, I was really struggling with. I can't remember what I was struggling with, but I was like, you, I was like, I had to go back and buy a lot of potions. You're like, why don't you just use cure? Yeah, just cure yourself. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh yeah, I go, I forgot, I didn't <laughs> yeah. really do that and I was just like I was like oh okay that's that's smarter that's That's better
0: that's the thing with many JRPGs aside from just the game like as far as exploration goes and battle goes and you know just progressing that way there is so much menu and inventory keep up that you need to you know stay on top of so like And that doesn't really shy away from the Kingdom Hearts series as well. Like, you're going to be in your menus. You're going to be looking at item descriptions. You're going to be, you know, you're just going to be in your menus. And that's just the nature of, you know, a lot of these kinds of RPGs. But
1: eh. I have no experience with them, so that was not even my first thought. I was just like, you know, got an ability. I'm like, okay, what button is it? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Why do I have to equip this? Yeah,
0: so... Uh, <clears throat> we, we gain Dolphin Kick. I'm sorry. I feel like I just blew out the fucking microphone with that cough. <laughs> um, my bad. My ears uh, are fine, so it's, it's whatever. If they're listening too loud, that's on them. <laughs> <laughs> so we get Dolphin Kick, and then once we use that ability to get through that current, uh, we can now fight the true boss of Atlantica, and this is where we get that scene where Ursula uses the magic of uh, Mr. T's trident to grow huge and powerful... And, yeah, we kind of just have a boss battle with her face. How'd you like this one?
1: It's what Jafar's battle should have been. I yes. think I told you that. Yeah, exactly. I, like, I don't know how, you know, it, you know what? Now that I'm actually thinking, I was thinking about it more, we should have just been on the magic carpet and, like, you know, able oh, to kind of yeah. control and do, like, drive-bys and, like, hit him in, at certain points and stuff like that. That would have been So cooler. then that that's what it should have been. I mean, this fight wasn't really hard. You know what I mean? It was just like, it was cool because in the movie, Ursula gets huge and, Mm -hmm. you know, and stuff like that. And it's like, okay, that they represented that. Why did Jafar not get this treatment? It would have been so much better. Yeah.
0: Instead, they made us beat the shit out of Gilbert Godfrey. God rest his soul. (laughs) So (laughs) right after we, we kill her or defeat her, I guess, however you want to look at it. (laughs) Black smoke. Black smoke fills up the whole place. And we, we can take the trident back over to the king, and then he mm-hmm. asks you to seal the keyhole, and literally, Sora's like, "Yeah, dog, that's what I was gonna fucking do," <laughs> and then you destroyed that thing. Yeah, and he's like, can "Yeah, you yeah, do yeah."
1: That? <laughs> can you do that? It was really bad when we didn't do that. It's like that's the whole point. I was here, asshole. Yeah, like, fucking. Uh, that pissed me off. That's the part
0: where I was like watching these cutscenes back and I was like what the fuck, dude? Like literally like you just have like some anger issues and you're like unapolog-
1: unapologetic about it. Like come on, man. Well, I was in I was totally in the camp of uh I wish Trident was kind of our companion instead of Ariel. That that might have been really cool. Like that's I thought that's what it was going to be because you know what I mean? I was like, what What the fuck can Ariel do? Fucking sing at them? I don't sing know the at him. She... I was like, what the fuck can he do? I go, tried it. would have been really cool. You know what I mean? And it, I was just like, I literally wrote down in the notes. I was like, get off your fucking throne. I was yeah. like, get, get, move. Let's go. Do something. Help me. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So
0: right after we do that, or he tells us to do that, we do obtain Ansem's report number three. Yes, and after we take the trident back over to Ariel's grotto, uh, Sora then seals the keyhole, and Ariel. We have the scene where she is just reiterating again, like she wants to see these other worlds, like Sora. Uh, and then before leaving Atlantica, Ariel does in fact give us the crab claw keychain.
1: So I don't. I don't like this sword. You don't sword. like it? Just like design? Uh, I, I, or <laughs> yeah, just design wise, I don't like it. I use it because. Um, I use it because, uh, it's more powerful than the other one, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't, I don't like it. Yeah.
0: That's pretty much the end of Atlantica. I know we talked, you know, sporadically about this world, but general, just kind of sp- closing thoughts on Atlantica as a world. Uh,
1: I actually had a few questions. Okay. So I think, was it this one? Yeah, where, where it said like the person wielding the keyblade, um the person wielding the keyblade brings ruin or something along those lines
0: yeah i think uh. i think that's just a manifestation of king triton's like anxiety because i i think he knows that the heartless are connected to it okay you know cuz it's like like how they were talking about they were talking about this in Traverstown. town like the heartless follow the keyblade you know yeah
1: and shatters peace and brings ruin that's what that was what the quote that i thought um that i wrote down that i was like that's interesting cuz i was like i wonder if that's something that preludes later or or like you said it was just king triton just kind of being uh sketchy about it yeah and you know
0: obviously triton doesn't have like yeah you know, he doesn't know sora he doesn't know like how good-natured sora is so he just sees mm. it like from what he understands, I guess, about, like, the Heartless and the Keyblade, he's just, like, he just wants it all fucking out of his world, I think. <laughs> he's just yeah, like, yeah, don't I bring mean, that totally Keyblade fair. over here. Get it all out of here. You know, you bring that Keyblade, you just fucking disrupt everything. Heartless, show up, you know. I think that's it, what I boil it down to. And
1: they were they were also talking about how um, – I, I wish I wrote or wrote better notes, but so what I wrote down is so unlocking the keyholes is connecting these worlds is what I wrote down. I can't remember the exact quote, so I was trying to think of like, so when, when these were unlocked, like originally, um, it was a way f- for all these different worlds to connect to each other and us locking them is cutting them back off from, us traveling to them and stuff like that. Is, am I kind of reading that I, right? Or?
0: I want to say yes. And if your follow up question is how how can we can like continue to go to back there, you know, after they're sealed, mm. I yeah. think it just comes down to the fact that Sora's heart is tied to the heart of that world. So he he has okay. free like range. That's that's okay. Now we are kind of going into the theory territory because sometimes like this could be something that is well explained later on that maybe we'll just get to later on. Uh Yeah. Or it can be something that's not super explained very well and is left up to an interpretation or maybe people just look at it as like uh oh, plot holes. But uh, okay. I don't know. I think I if we can just theorize for a second, I think that the reason why Sora is able to continue going back to these worlds even after he's sealed their keyhole I think it just comes down to the fact that he he basically has residency in those worlds, like in his heart, I guess. Um, Okay. Because the keyhole is the heart of the world, and it is Sora who is, I guess, I don't know, changing those hearts.
1: Yeah, I mean it. It it would make more. It would. It would. Like I was thinking about it. It was just like, oh, that would make more sense if there was like a hub world. Mm-hmm. Like, and you could step on like a teleporter, and it opens up that world to you. But as soon as you lock it, you know it's gone. But we're flying there in a ship, and it looks like a, you know, like a, like how you know the universe is with different planets and yeah. stuff. So I'm like, how is it connecting the world? Unless it's connecting the world to a different thing that's not just one world to the next. It's connecting something totally different. I don't know. Yeah, I it think was just if something we, I wrote I think down if we, that was interesting.
0: Yeah, if we decide to. um Not think about it. It's a 10 out of 10. (laughs) Perfect game. Just don't think about it. (laughs) So that is, unfortunately, Atlantica. And now we are on our way to the last world of this episode, and that is Neverland. Before we arrive uh, in the U.S. tugboat, Goofy announces that there's a a big ship flying up to him, and Donald <laughs> announces that it's a pirate ship, and Sora says it's gonna run right into them, and so you gotta hold on tight. And this it's Captain Jack Sparrow, yeah, <laughs> Captain Jack Sparrow. Uh, <laughs> this is this is another like we were just talking about with traveling through worlds and stuff. Why the fuck is Monstro in space? Are we in space? Do we want to call this space? Why is there a pirate ship in space? Why is it that whenever we go to the fucking pirate ship, we see... And, like, whenever we look at space and we see the world of Atlantica, it's the fucking... We see, like, England. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? see England. Or you just see England. Is England in Kingdom Hearts? <laughs> is this the real world? Isn't it, is, I don't... <laughs> Are we go into hey, hey, real earth <laughs> like what is i this? think
1: i think if you don't think about it it's a 10 out of <laughs> it's a 10, 10, out of 10, 10 <laughs> if
0: you don't think about it so sora's walking around on the deck and then he hears riku's voice and he's like i didn't think you'd come sora and then sora asks where donald and goofy are and riku's like you still care about them that much what about your real friends why aren't you asking where she is and then he reveals that he's with kairi
1: whoa <laughs> it was not dramatic at all i was just like i was like shut the fuck up yeah I was get, like, get I out of my face talk to you. i was like i was like oh look you brought her to be cool i found her she's right there yeah <laughs>
0: dick so sora's about to go after you know her but then captain hook and the heartless stop him and then sora asks riku he's like why are you siding with the heartless and the camera does this fucking edgy ass zoom <laughs> like on only half of riku's face and he's like, the heartless obey me now, Sora. Now I have nothing to fear. And then best line in the Watch game. this. Best line in the game. Here we go. You're stupid. Sooner or later, <laughs> they'll swallow your heart.
1: So I just love that Sora says you're stupid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it, was, if it was a rated R, he'd be like, you fucking dumbass. It, just- it, it's
0: just this is another one of those lines that Sora has. Kind of like in Traverse Town where he meets Sid for the first time, and he's like, mm. "Whatever, Gramps," or whatever he says. Uh, to him, yeah, it's just one of these little character things where you look at Sora in the later games, and you're just like, he would not say that. He would not <laughs> be like, "Riku, you're stupid." Like he would like, come on, like that's not how Sora is later. But I don't know. I just, I just leave it. He to, just stabs him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I just see it as he's still a. Fucking, he's a fourteen-year-old. You know, <laughs>
1: I don't know. <laughs> I dude, he doesn't even sound. I mean, not sound. He doesn't act like a fourteen-year-old. He's uh, like he's seven. I
0: can't remember how old Haley Joel Osment is whenever he voices him in this game. Uh, hold on. Let me look this up
1: real fast. Fifteen. I'm gonna go with fifteen. I'm taking a guess.
0: Haley Joel Osment was twelve years old whenever he voiced fourteen-year-old Sora in
1: this game. Ah dang, yeah, dang. Twelve. Okay. Twelve years old. You think Sora sounds like a fifteen year old in Kingdom Hearts One? No, I said he sounds seven. I said he sounds and he acts like he's seven, but then when you said I wonder how old the voice actor was, I said I'm gonna guess fifteen. Okay. I okay,
0: I tsh, gotcha. I thought you were <laughs> I thought you were saying that that's just what Haley Joel Osment's normal 15-year-old voice sounds like. <laughs> I mean, maybe, I mean, I don't know.
1: Maybe things didn't go well for him. I
0: don't yeah. I don't know what's going on. So, uh he goes, "You're stupid. Sooner or later, they'll swallow your heart." And then Riku says that his heart his heart is too strong. And then he creates a heartless replica of Sora uh and we'll see this Heartless kind of replica again. We kind of fight him throughout as we're exploring the ship. Uh, but then Sora falls into a hole. Is that the
1: same one from the first, from the dream? Uh, in the dream, it was like a huge monster. <laughs> yeah, but it was Shadow Sora before it transformed into a huge monster.
0: I think it's different. Uh, I think okay. this is just, I think Sora uh, uh, Riku just kind of ha- had the ability to call upon a Heartless that just was identical to Sora.
1: I don't know. I said that it was his his jealousy and anger towards Sora mm. was just manifested into that shadow kind of Sora. Yeah. That's what I said. Yeah. We'll, neither here nor there.
0: We'll have we'll <laughs> have a little battle with him later but but first Sora falls into this little hole in the deck and we get the scene where Captain Hook and Smee uh, they hear this they hear the ticking crocodile. And uh, th- they're talking about, like, they don't, they don't like Riku and all that. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, then we see yeah. S- Sora had ended up landing on top of Donald and Goofy. Uh, and he's, like, telling him – he's telling both of them about his interaction that he just had with Riku and Kyrie. And then Sora, Donald, and Goofy run into Peter Pan and Tinkerbell.
1: God, fucking his face. Yes. Second – Second face that just scars me.
0: This I think is the most nightmare fuelish face in the game. <laughs> it's fucking Peter. I Pan's love Tink. Face. Tink is great. Yeah, yeah. Tink is Tinkerbell's. Fine. F- yeah, Tinkerbell's fine. Yeah, but fucking Peter Pan's face, man. It's like it's almost as if the, cre- the creators were were kind of based on on mm-hmm. Peter on like the general consensus of uh, Peter Pan back in 2002 as well, being just like fuck
1: this guy. This guy is super yeah. whack let's make him ugly as hell dude i don't get it man it just uh, it seemed really solid even ariel was like like i said flounder was eh. ariel was pretty good and it's just like peter they just like they threw that to the intern like the guy that <laughs> was that was his first day there and they're like here draw peter they drew this and he's like eh, hey, good enough i will put it in hey hey don't talk shit
0: about that guy okay he could be the next <laughs> tetsuya Nomura. all right <laughs> I haven't heard of him. <laughs> he could he could come after fucking Nomura's job and be the writer of Kingdom Hearts 5. No. Yeah, Sora agrees to help Peter find Wendy. Uh who is also a- voiced by um the same voice actress who does Alice. So, oh okay. In in the movie and in the game. Oh like, okay. Yeah, shit like dude, like this girl was they, on a they fucking got, renaissance. <laughs>
1: yeah, they got they got I like the fact that they got a lot of the cast to come back and do the voices. It's really cool. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, and you know, fucking Peter Pan's an old ass movie. <laughs> yeah, they really this, old. Yeah, same actress who played Wendy in both of those in both of those movies, same actress and then she came back for Kingdom Hearts 1 is super cool. Yeah. So, awesome. yeah, we can also put Peter Pan in our party now. Did you do that?
1: No. Hell yeah. Let's go. No, he's he's his face scared me. <laughs> oh, do you do you know the reason why uh, I it's so total sidebar that I wanted to like just see if you knew. Do you know why Tinkerbell doesn't want to save Wendy even in the movie? Uh, I just assumed it was jealousy. Yeah, I mean she's in love with Peter, yeah. but she can never be with Peter. Yeah, yeah. Right. Just as, just the thing, not many people actually know that about Peter Pan and Tinkerbell. Like Oh, I and, thought it, I thought it was I always felt it was kind of obvious. But it surprises people because he kind of treats her like a younger sister too. Yeah, literally. so it's just like like it it's, it could have been an like an intention thing. Yeah, like you know, but yeah, no, Tinkerbell is in love with Peter and she'll never be able to be with him, and that's why she hates Wendy. Yeah, <laughs> just sidebar, <laughs> kind of weird, little little <laughs> dash fact in L- there. Ooh, little dash fact, love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh,
0: yeah, we we can put Peter Pan in our party, but we're fucking disgusting if we do Um, (laughs) and yeah most of this world now is just exploring rooms on a pirate ship
1: yeah it's just a boat Yeah, that's all it is
0: but like I had said too we kind of come across every now and then like that Sora Heartless and you kind of beat him up a little bit and then the Sora Heartless disappears and then you walk into a new room and then there he is again he's just like a normal he's just dancing he's just dancing in
1: the room that's all he ever does yeah
0: pretty much Uh, And then we get the scene where Peter Pan explains that Tinkerbell's pixie uh, dust can grant them the power to fly. But only if you believe, hard. Only if you believe. (laughs) And then we cut back over to Riku and Hook. They're having a conversation about Maleficent with her plan uh, of the seven princesses of heart. And we find out that Wendy is hostage on the ship but it is not one of the princesses that Maleficent needs. Sir yeah, Captain, no shit. Yeah, sir Captain ass. Hook feels like they're just fucking wasting time. Like kidnapping her.
1: Do they not have, like, an encyclopedia of these princesses through different worlds? Yeah, I mean, they have on, so guys. much other knowledge, and you're going to go Wendy,
0: the, like, 12-year-old?
1: <laughs> to be fair, they went with Alice,
0: so I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah. I, I, guess, I guess you're right, but fucking hell.
0: So whenever he asks like what maleficent's goal is riku says who knows as long as it means getting Kyrie's heart back i couldn't care less and me and you were talking about this for a little bit on just i think we're at the point now where riku is fully he doesn't he doesn't really care about like what's moral or not so long as he accomplishes yeah. what he wants you know
1: yeah, he could give two shits about who he has to run over as long as he's running over to get to his goal. Yep. It doesn't really matter yeah. to him anymore. He's, full, he's fully dipped into the dark side. Like, it's just, you know, he just hasn't realized that he's on that side yet. Yeah, right.
0: So <clears throat> Smee informs that Sora, Donald, and Goofy have escaped with Peter Pan, and Hook orders Wendy uh, to his cabin. He's like, go, go get Wendy, bring her to me. And so then we get back over to Sora and Peter and all them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they find Wendy in the room right above them. And then we find out that Kairi is also locked in the same room as her. Yes, and but she's fast asleep. Yeah, and she hasn't
1: moved since she's been here.
0: Yeah, she's just, just chilling, just zonked. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Sora reaches out his hand to hers. And then we kind of see it. S- s- faintly, fl- just like twitch just a little bit. Yeah, And Sora's like, <gasps> <laughs> he's and so then she gets dragged away. Oh my god! Yeah. And so then Kai, uh, Sora reaches the captain's quarters, and he sees Riku vanish through a dark portal while holding Kyrie. Yeah. And this is where we get like the boss fight with the uh, the official name of this fight is Anti Sora. Uh, and... Yeah,
1: it was a cool little mini boss fight. I definitely considered it more of a mini boss than an actual boss. It wasn't. Um It hit hard for sure. Yeah, like when I when I got hit, it definitely hit hard in like the little shell game that it makes you do. Oh yeah, it was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. That that was really interesting and fun, but um, it wasn't too bad. I didn't. I wouldn't consider it a boss boss. I was just like, oh okay, cool. Like definitely a little... like a mini boss. Like a yeah, boss. for sure.
0: Um, yeah, uses a lot of the same abilities as Sora, but it doesn't use magic at all. I don't think.
1: Um, no, I think I think he just does the combos that Sora can do, and that's yeah. really about it. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you kill him. Peter Pan reunites with Wendy,
0: and then they just—he's like, "Deuces!" And they just leave. Because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, because I, I don't know why Peter Pan was being so fucking weird to Sora, Donald, and Goofy, but because he was straight up just like, like you—you you gotta help me find Wendy. Like I'll help you find your friend too or whatever but after that later like i'm i i do not want to hang out with you guys and it's like why is he being so rude and then as soon as he fucking
1: reunites with wendy just later like gone yeah just like i gotta get wendy out of here goodbye yeah. and i'm just like fucking comes back later yeah yeah you think i forgot about you and i literally in my notes wrote down yes yes, yes i did actually yeah.
0: Well, yeah i was hoping you were gone i was tired of you uh, but, yeah, Peter Pan reunites with Wendy. They fly off. Sora, Donald, and Goofy mm. walk onto the yeah. ship's deck. And then this is where they confront Captain Hook. And then Hook reveals mm-hmm. that Riku took Kyrie to Hollow Bastion, where Maleficent resides. And this is the first time in the game, I believe, that we get, like, a name drop of the world mm-hmm. that is Hollow Bastion. That's pretty cool. And then he threatens yep. their lives in exchange for the Keyblade. Uh, but then here's the crocodile and runs away. And this is funny because I feel like Sora could have just been like, okay, and then handed him the keyblade and then just been like, I don't know. Like, yeah, it just appears
1: back in his hand. Like, see, like, I can't give it to you.
0: <laughs> like, uh, this Well,
1: is- my, whole, my whole thing was that he kind of like, I know he made him walk the plank, but like initially he was like, he's like, give me the keyblade or I'll hurt Tinkerbell. And I'm just like, I literally wrote down, why the fuck do I care about Tink? Yeah, go, go ahead, shoot her. I <laughs> shoot dare you. Her. Shoot her.
0: <laughs> you have her in the fucking lantern. Shoot her.
1: Yeah. I was like, do it. You won't. <laughs> you won't.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So Sora steps over that plank. And then this oh is where he hears Peter Pan's voice telling him to believe. And then he jumps off the plank and he begins to fly. And then Peter Pan swoops down, and he grabs the lantern that Tinkerbell is in. And now Sora is able to pretty much fly totally freely in the world of Neverland. Um, so that's kind of cool. I, I I do like this.
1: The power of friendship, bitch. Oh, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's literally
0: what it was. Yeah. <laughs> so Sora, yeah, he, Sora now has the power of friendship because he believes in his friends. Because apparently, apparently... He sees Peter as a friend.
1: Not just a demon monster. Like, like,
0: there have been. He just left you. (laughs) Yeah, he has not been
1: friendly to you at all,
0: really. (laughs) You know?
1: I I respect it, though, because he's like, like, look, I really only care about this, getting this girl's, uh, you know, these girls' Snapchats. He's like, I just want to. Yeah. He's like, I'm just going to leave you here and I'm going to go do that. Maybe get some tail and I'll come back later when that's done. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) So we can now fly around freely in Neverland. And how do you feel about now this added, uh, like, level of exploration with being able to, like, fly all around
1: the ship and and stuff? You gave me, like, two more feet of exploration outside of the ship. I really (laughs) just do not care. I I hate the fact that, like... Because you can only use you can well you can use it uh, the flying outside of Neverland, right?
0: Yeah. So you you get the ability to fly here in Neverland, but whenever you do finish the world, you do get the ability glide, and it's not nearly as
1: yeah. That's what I thought.
0: As big as the flying is in Neverland, you can just gliding is literally just in the word. You can just glide. You hover pretty much.
2: Mm
1: Yeah, like I, I would like to think that you know, if we, especially since we got spoiler, Tinkerbell as a summon, yeah, um, you would be able to think, oh, we can just like fly, you know what I mean? That would made exploration on other places a lot, a lot more fun. That would have been opinion. really
0: interesting because the summon that you get with Tinkerbell, I'm pretty sure she just provides health orbs. Um, I think so, but I don't know. I just I feel like man, they could they kind of missed an opportunity to kind of give you like a huge fucking
1: like range of exploration options if you were i think that's what they did with i think that's what uh they could have wanted to do but then they had gravity already because you what else would you use it for flying enemies yeah you know what i mean and they have gravity so they're like why would you you know it'd be redundant i guess but i mean whatever
0: you know you also do get glide so you do get the ability to fly somewhat you get super glide later on as well which allows you to fly really fast um like it becomes like your fastest mode of transportation super glide um and that's nice but mm-hmm. you know i don't know i think it would have been really cool to revisit some of these worlds and just let you fucking like if you were to shrink down in wonderland and then go into the bizarre room and then fly all the way up to the ceiling or some shit i don't know i feel like that would been cool
1: Yeah, it would have been been really cool. I would have loved to have that ability. I may have used it over other things if that was the case. But I saw, oh, every time you're in Neverland, you can fly. I'm like, that's stupid. Yeah. (laughs) You know.
0: So now we can fly freely in Neverland. And then we get the scene where Peter Pan draws Hook out of his office. And then he shanks him in the ass. (laughs) Yeah, just stabs the man. I'm like, what the fuck? What's the what's the Jutsu in Naruto where he sticks the fingers in the ass? Seven, uh...
1: Seven, seven yeah, thousand years of pain? One. Seven yeah, thousand years one. of death? Something that like that? I don't yeah. remember.
0: Fucking, yeah, fucking Peter Pan gives Hook the thousand years of pain or whatever. Um, and now we fight him. Now we can fight Captain Hook and this is kind of... This is this has been a very short. Like I mean we've probably we're probably going to spend a lot more time talking about this world maybe I don't know but this is definitely a shorter world because now we are really at the short. final There's boss nothing. of
1: Neverland. There's nothing to do in this world. It's just it, you go through the boat, you find some collectibles and you go fight Hook. That's really it.
0: Yeah, all the this whole world essentially serves as a like a vessel to serve you cutscenes that lead up to like end game stuff,
1: you know. Yeah, how to get to Hollow Bastion, you know, name dropping Hollow Bastion and Riku's stance on, you know, yeah, everything we get at the moment. Yeah, we get more
0: scenes with Riku and all that, so.
1: Yeah, that was really cuz cuz let's think about it too. I mean, we were talking about how uh, how cartoonish Oogie Boogie was, but Captain Hook is goofy. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like yep. he serves out of all and I and I think I talked to you about this. This is the only reason that um one of the evil you know the evil group of people didn't get changed by the heartless ever was because he was just so removed he's such a kid almost yeah the way, you know what i mean
0: whenever we whenever we finish this fight it's not like this whole big grand like death that we see we just see him like run away on the water very cartoon like running away from the crocodile and yeah. we don't get this like big Oh, he was taken over by the heartless and his heart was too dark. Like, is there no. even any dark there? Like it's just fuck he's just, he's just incompetent. He's just kind and we of an imbecile, he yeah. He's not really evil, he's just an idiot. <laughs> yeah,
1: he's just he's easy to manipulate, more or less, is what I think he was. You know, that's why Maleficent and that's a thing too. Um Maleficent has been except for Oogie Boogie. Um, but Maleficent has been around almost every single evil person that we've dealt with, mm-hmm. you know, talking about the heartless besides Oogie Boogie, um, uh, who was just completely alone. Um, she sent Riku to just manage Captain Hook because I feel like she thinks that he's not worth her... I think Oogie
0: Boogie was in the council at the very beginning of the, uh,
1: well, he was, but like I'm saying in the world, like Maleficent was with Jafar, oh, you know sure. what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. So, like, it's like, you know, it's like, oh, she really could give two craps about Captain Hook. She sent Riku there because she was like, I don't even want to deal with him. Yeah. Like, just you deal with him. Yep. so Hot take.
0: <laughs> yeah, super hot. How dare you? Yeah. How could you say something so true <laughs> so yet controversial. so <laughs> controversial? Yeah, whatever that saying is. Um, so we have this little fight, and then after we we beat him, Hook falls into the water. He's chased by the crocodile. And this is where we earn Ansem's report number nine. Yes, sir. And so Peter Pan, Donald, and Goofy, they look out mm-hmm. over at Sora, uh, rightfully assuming that Sora is lost in thought, just kind of thinking about Kyrie and, and losing her heart. Um, but it turns out that he's actually just really excited to tell Kyrie about the time that he learned to fly. And Peter Pan suggests bringing Kyrie to Neverland one day and showing her how to fly. And I think this this is probably what I consider to be a pivotal moment in Sora's journey as a whole where this is like he truly trusts in this power of strong belief in anything.
1: you know I, 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 I totally read that is that he finally like he understood there was a lot of power that he had um with the strong like strong belief, but I feel like now he's finally believing in himself more than the power yeah like that he can carry this kind of burden sure. i guess yeah like i guess really what, what i'm saying i think i think both of what we're saying is complimenting each other like yeah yeah, complimenting yeah to each other this is what we're he, saying.
0: he's having a moment he's having an introspective yeah. moment and i think this is going to reflect his character uh or reflect yeah. off of his character as we continue so yeah yeah um Sora then flies over there to the clock tower. Okay, so we go to England <laughs> where Wendy is <laughs> yeah. waiting for them. And this is where we seal
1: the keyhole. And then So is that part of Neverland? I'm just saying like where uh, can we go? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> where can we go to get to England? Like so when I go back and revisit.
0: You can you can actually whenever you go to the So let's say you're looking at the gummy ship menu and like you're deciding which like save point on the world you want to go to there is a Mm. save point over there on the clock tower so if you want to go back over there there actually is a secret boss um over there in neverland where you are flying around the clock tower and it is a a much more difficult boss than any other fucking boss in neverland um it's it's very interesting. It's required okay. for you know getting the ultimate weapon. I'm pretty sure. Um, oh, sad. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to Just give it a try if you get a chance. But if not, whatever. <laughs> you know, it's it's an optional boss. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's it's pretty cool. You can go back over there and you can fly all around Big Bend, um, or B- Big Bend, Big <laughs> Big Bend, <laughs> <laughs> Big Bend. Um, and so that's pretty much it. That's.
1: I think that was the coolest keyhole though, out of all out of the ones we've seen so far. It was just yeah, in the clock like tower. changing the clock arms and stuff like that to like to reveal the keyhole and mm-hmm. then just it was really cool. I thought it was really really cool. Yeah. The best part of that world by yeah. far. Yeah, I think it's cool.
0: And like I said too, when you do go go back over there, it is kind of nice just to explore, like just flying around the clock tower and and finding treasure chests that are hidden kind of in the clock tower and stuff. It's a cool little area to go revisit if you get the chance. Um, but right after we do seal the keyhole, uh, before we completely finish out this world, we do get some scenes with Riku and Maleficent and stuff. And it starts off with going back to that flashback that we saw at Monstro where Sora and Riku are kids and they're walking into that oh, cave. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. Um,
0: but this time we get a little glimpse. It's just slightly more extended. And it's of Riku turning around to look at that huge door that's inside the cave but this time it has a huge fucking keyhole just yeah right there on the door and that's it that's 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 all we see of that um i don't know do you have any thoughts on that or or no
1: theory theories no on what i don't like? no i didn't i didn't have any theories on that i just you know i wrote down rico sees the, key, the keyhole in the flashback mm-hmm. um and I think that's also what um, uh, made me think, uh, you know, something happened. I th- I wrote down, like, something happened where the keyholes weren't open. That's what kind of connected the, you know, do these key- two unlocking and locking the keyholes connect different worlds? Yeah. Uh, comment. Like, something happened that, you know, at the moment that door was just plain. And it just so happened when Riku turned around that something happened somewhere else and all the door, all the keyholes unlocked. Mm-hmm. And then that's when, you know, you know, then years later, things went haywire. Right. Yeah. That's just, that's the theory. Okay. Uh, game. No, oh, okay. we'll get, we'll get, we'll get, we'll get sued. <laughs> and we don't have enough money for that. I've got no money. <laughs> Especially you. You don't have money.
0: You paid for my tattoo, bro. You're broke. I, I know I'm so broke right now <laughs> so we we get the scene yeah we get that flashback again he sees the cue hole and then we get the scene where Riku meets up with Maleficent and she notes how it was kind of risky of him to travel with Kyrie without using like a ship or something because he just like I said he just he he uses like a portal of darkness to he went to the shadow realm yeah he basically travels through the fucking cognitive realm that's a deep cut um that's a Cosmere cut. So he—that's a deep. That's a deep cut. That's no a, one will get that. Yeah, <laughs> the cognitive realm. So it's not because it's not a Kingdom Hearts reference. Anyways, so he travels through that like door of darkness or whatever, and Maleficent straight up is like, "Hey, that's kind of risky of you to uh, travel here like not on a ship." And then she warns him again not to rely too much on the darkness, or else it's it might take him over. And then we hear this loud roar and then Maleficent explains that it was from someone whose heart was too strong to be destroyed after his world was. And then she says that after they had kidnapped the princess from his castle, he followed her by sheer force of will alone. And I'm I'm using, you know, just I'm using the pronoun game to saying he uh, but you know who it is, and we'll talk about that in the, in the upcoming episode.
1: I wish they didn't They didn't say, like, after we took the princess. I wish we w- they would have just left it, like...
0: Did you pretty much know his- who it was right after?
1: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, absolutely. But, like, I wish they didn't say, you know, after we took the princess. Because I feel like... Because at first when they were saying some of those things, like, you know, the heart was too strong. You know, I was like, yeah. who could... Yeah, you know that could roar, yeah. and then they said princess, they and the I princess go princess from his castle, and I go, I know exactly who that is. Mm-hmm.
0: So then she tells Riku that he has untapped potential, and then she grants him even more power, and so now we're looking like, oh shit, Riku's getting dark. <laughs> Riku's <laughs> you know? big bad. He's big bad. He's getting kind of bad. Uh, and then we go back over here to uh, England. And Sora, Donald, and Goofy kind of watch Peter Pan and Wendy uh, as they reunite. Make love. And then, wait, as they what? <laughs> Nothing. Oh, <okay. laughs> you'll, you'll hear it in the editing. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. So Peter Pan asks Sora to watch after Tinkerbell, and this is where we get her as a summon. Uh, and then this is also where we get the fairy harp keychain. Uh, so we get a new keyblade as well.
1: Also, didn't like this one either. It's
0: short. <laughs> it is this one is very short. Yeah, and that's one thing too that uh, people I think forget about the keyblades. Uh, I don't know if it's every Kingdom Hearts game, but definitely in this one, there is a length factor. Um, like you can yeah, you can definitely be at a disadvantage if your keyblade is too short. But I think they might move faster. I don't know. There's some advantages I, to it.
1: I yeah, I think it's, like, you, your attack speed or something. Like, you can swing the sword maybe a little more faster. attack times. Maybe. Yeah, something
0: like that. But then this is also where we get the ability to glide, and this, like we had mentioned before, gives us the ability to fly around other worlds, you know, just kind of hovering. Um, and then back over on the world map, Sora mentions that Sid should be able to help them install the new gummy piece to the U.S. tugboat and then we hear that there's a tournament happening at Olympus, but that's that's pretty much it. That's where we're gonna stop as far as like the deep world discussions. How did you feel about
1: mm-hmm. um, Neverland as a whole? Eh, yeah, it was mid. <laughs> it's pretty mid. If I could if I could use the words that the hip kids are saying now, it was mid as hell. Yeah. Um, not really much to do. The flying was really cool, but like at the same time too, it's like. It was kind of a weird mechanic during the boss fight. You know what I mean? I think I brought it up to you. Like, Captain Hook had, like, the best hops I've ever seen in my life. Mm -hmm. And, like, you know, it just seemed like if he was up in the ship to get a resupply of magic from having a bunch of enemies around you and you had to shoot fireballs or something at him to kind of, like, get him down. And then once he was down, like, I felt like the flying was... would have been cool... If it was more of a thing later on with the Big Ben Tower and, you know, the clock tower and stuff like that, instead of just, like, a main mechanic. Yeah. I don't know. I, there wasn't really much that I thoroughly liked. I hated Peter. Uh, <laughs> sure. I think he's a pedophile yeah. in some ways. I don't know why we're on Jiminy when Peter Pan's clearly there for the slaughter.
0: Oh, he's there in the same
1: tier. Oh, okay, cool. I'm glad the Kingdom Hearts uh, community is up on that. <laughs> <laughs> but it just it was whatever like i said tinkerbell was probably the only one that i was okay with um and Donald was such a dick to her <laughs> yeah <laughs> he, like teasing her like ha he likes her not you <laughs> stupid <laughs> like um but yeah it was okay like i said the key the actual keyhole and like with the clock tower and stuff was by far my favorite um you know keyhole to lock for sure yeah um, I just liked how it looked, and you know how pretty it kind of was. Mm-hmm. I wish we would have got more of that. You know, maybe you know starting out in the England streets or something. You know what I mean? Kind of <laughs> yeah. fighting heartless. That would be good. Yeah, it would have. So,
0: yeah, those are. We're done with. Uh, there's one more little Disney World that we will touch on on the next episode, um, mm-hmm. but that's. These are the bulk. These are pretty much all of our main Disney Worlds. Have have you in, enjoyed going through I all have. these
1: little worlds? I have enjoyed them. Um nice. for sure. I think uh like I said, Halloween towns number one for me. Mm-hmm. Uh probably number two probably number two would be uh jungle. Okay. Uh then probably Agrabah mm-hmm. and then Atlantis or or Atlantica. And then Oh, Atlantic probably... a number
0: four for you.
1: Okay. I I l so I I did some reevaluating after I talked to you and stuff like that. As of like a world standpoint, there really wasn't much to do, like I said. There was not much to do. But the enemies designs and stuff I absolutely loved in Atlantica. Okay. Like, like if, as of state. enemy designs. Yeah, af- as of enemy designs, number one by far. Okay. okay. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Uh and then, you know. Am I missing one? Well, there's one we haven't talked about yet, and then probably Neverland.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, and then there's also Olympus Coliseum, and uh,
1: I don't even consider that. A, I don't even consider that like a real, like a real world to like rank though, because it's just like <laughs> a straight line in a box. That's really ah. it.
0: Oh, and, and uh, Wonderland. Yeah, that's it.
1: Yeah, Wonderland, and Wonderland's probably somewhere in the middle. Yeah, probably after Atlantica. Okay, but Neverland's definitely last for me. Okay. <laughs> Gotcha.
0: Well, cool. Let's, let's go ahead and let's break down some of these Ansem's reports that we found. We found Ansem's report number three, number seven, and number nine. Do you just want to do them in numerical order, or do you want to do them in, in any particular order?
1: No, we can do them in order. Um, you know, they all give good information anyway, so oh, yeah. I, think, I think it would be fine that way. Yeah.
0: So we read Ansem's report number one last episode. And so now I'm going to go ahead and I'm just going to read Ansem's report
3: number three for you and we can talk about it. <clears throat> uh-huh. The shadows that crawl beneath the castle are they the people who lost their hearts or incarnations of darkness or something entirely beyond my imagination? All my knowledge has provided no answer. One thing I'm sure of is that they are entirely devoid of emotion. Perhaps further study will unlock the mysteries of the heart. Fortunately, There is no shortage of test samples. They are manipulating underground even as I write this report. They still need a name. Those who lack hearts. I will call them the Heartless.
0: Okay. Just kind of on a first listen, a first little read through of these. Do you have any
1: thoughts on this particular It's actually my second read through of this. Um,
0: So you read this one in the game
1: yes I did and I looked and I and I well actually third read because I looked them up after afterwards like the list to kind of read them over again see if I wanted to pick anything apart from them Mm -hmm. um it's interesting because it's definitely you know the shadows that crawl beneath the castle Mm -hmm. um I was like okay what you know what necessarily castle are we thinking of um you know that could be many different things and I maybe, or maybe it's an answer I haven't gotten yet. One thing That's, I will but, say,
0: if we look back into the first uh, anthem report, one mm. thing that he says is, "I am blessed with people's smiles and respect." But though I am called the sage, there are things I do not understand. He's basically talking like where he resides; people respect him a lot.
1: Yeah, like he's, I got like a like an enlightener, almost. Like you know, he's part of that like outside outside the box thinking kind of you know era. I don't know if you know sure, what yeah,
0: about no. All. Like he's definitely he is. I, from these two, we can at least say that Ansem is someone who, in this in this world that he lives in, he is mm-hmm. widely respected, and he does lots of research. Like people love the things that he does and the answers that he comes up with based on his research and stuff. Um, and now yeah. he's going in depth into looking at what darkness is.
1: Yeah. And you know, there could be a lot of different things drawn from, you know, the line of one thing I'm sure you're a little, you're a little that away are, from the mic. My fault. There you go. Um, you know, one thing I'm sure is that we're entirely, they're entirely devoted, um, devoid of emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another thing that just kind of jumped out at me cause you know, that can mean. You know, even though I know he's talking about the heartless, that can also mean many different things. Like the people that respect him. You know what I mean? Like they give him smiles, but like realistically, he they're like they're like just devoid of emotion towards him. They have no, you know, real not respect, but like you know, kindness or you know, passion towards what he does.
0: Sure, like, I don't he, know. Like you're thinking he could just be talking about people as a whole.
1: Yeah, it could be people too. Yeah. like it just doesn't have to necessarily be the heartless.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he says further study uh, will hopefully unlock these mysteries of the heart. Um, but then this is kind of where he he gives these shadows, these creatures of darkness, a name, mm-hmm. and uh, he says, "Those who lack hearts, I will call them the heartless." And there is, there's some retconning here. There's some Ooh. there's some information here in this last little sentence that I think as we, like once you play through the, like you don't have to think about it too hard right now, but then you'll play other games and you'll read the Sansom Report and you'll be like, wait, no. Wait, <laughs> what? No. Like that'll just kind of be your idea. But okay. Okay. Do you want to keep you know looking at this one or do you just want to move on to number no. seven?
1: We can move on. I think there's one of them where I really was thinking about uh, what it meant, but. That was okay. just my own brain.
0: This one's a tad longer. I'll just throw this at you right now. And we'll read it together. And some Report number seven.
3: I am studying material from the meteors that rained down that fateful night. What a find. The material is foreign to our world. It is elastic to the touch, and when two pieces are combined, they bond easily. None of the records even mention such a substance. Was it introduced to this world when I opened the door? I wonder how many other such materials drift through the atmosphere of this tiny world. I wish I could soar off and find out. Could there be uncharted worlds up there? My curiosity never ceases to grow. But I should stop speaking of such unrealistic dreams. For now, there is no way to venture outside this world. My people and I are all but prisoners of this tiny place.
1: Okay,
0: that's a report number a seven.
1: There's a lot there.
3: There is. What do you think
0: <laughs> he's talking about with this material?
1: That I, I can honestly tell you that I have no clue. I've racked my brain trying to, like an elastic material. I was like, underwear? I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, But at the same time, too, it could connect to, I don't want to talk about next episode, but it could connect to the thing that he's wearing, if that makes sense.
0: Okay. Um,
1: oh, okay. You know what I'm talking here. Yeah, yeah. Let's.
0: I'll just say this right now because this is this is something that we will see in Ansem Report Number Nine. Uh, okay. The the material that he is talking about is the material of the gummy blocks.
1: Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I would not have even. I don't know. I don't know why I didn't pick that. Yeah. Up well, earlier.
0: it's it's not it's not easily found in this particular one. It's Ansem's Report Nine. Like we'll just we'll continue talking about what we see here in Ansem Report Seven. But like like right as we start reading Ansem Report Nine, that's whenever it's basically confirmed. Oh, he's talking about okay. he's talking about gummy blocks.
1: <laughs> yeah. Maybe I just didn't connect the two. You know, the two back to back. I just didn't. Mm. I was just like, oh, I don't know, elastic material. And Then he was, yeah. But um, also, you know. The what I was talking about earlier when I said there was an event that happened when, you know, like the key, you know, the keyholes started appearing and stuff like that. And when he said when I was reading this and he said when I introduced uh, to this world, when I opened the door. Yeah, I was like I was like, oh, I was I wanted to know when this was too. you know what I mean? Because right. I don't think we have like a time period, you know, how far back he touched the doors or whatever he did to the doors. So I was like I was like he did something and then that's when, and then after I read that, that's when I was thinking about the cutscene. like, Oh, that's when he opened the door and that's when the keyhole appeared. Cause then that's when every keyhole kind of said, okay, well now we're, now we're open.
2: Hmm.
0: Interesting. I like just hearing your theories. Sometimes I, I think cause I, I kind of know a correct answer to this, (laughs) this, Mm -hmm. this theory that you're proposing. Um, Yeah. Um, but i'm also like ah he'll find out <laughs> <laughs> even if he even if like you are like you're kind of you're really you're you're close i think you're on the right track uh, okay rafo rafo then? kind of a rafo yeah if you want to find oh, okay. out more i'll just say we'll at least kind of get an idea of when it was that this this door was opened
1: would that be an answer report or is that could be in game uh, we'll see god damn it so, I just want to know what they'll look for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sh- sh-
0: it'll, you'll know. You'll know. Um, yeah, he says, I wonder how many other such materials drift through the atmosphere of this tiny world. Uh, he he kind of uses this language of like, now that he's discovered the possibilities of leaving his world and visiting others. He says, you know, atmosphere of this tiny world, my people and I are all but prisoners of this tiny place. Like he's definitely like, I got to get the fuck out of here.
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, if we go back to our own real time, like, you know, we rejected the idea that, that our universe was as big as it was. Mm -hmm. You know, we thought we were the center. Right. And then now you, you really crack the shell on it. And, you like, know you really like crack more sh-
0: stars in the universe than there are like grains of sand on earth or something
1: yeah, yeah and you know you crack the shell and you're just like, holy crap we are tiny yeah small. we are so insignificant we are speck mm-hmm. on this giant on this giant uh you know universe or whatever we want to call it existence yeah so I can completely see like. I have to get out of here. I have to figure out what else is out there. Cause God, I my whole life, you know, my whole reality is just a lie.
0: Yeah. So it's interesting because you know he starts talking about these pieces of you know from the meteors that are that have rained down. Um, yeah. And he's looking at this material, and he doesn't know yet that it's gummy pieces. But at the end of this, he's like, for now, there's no way to venture outside this world. But mm-hmm. you know. Maybe do a little bit more research, you'll find out that they're gummy blocks and you'll you know, you'll be able to venture outside the world. It's like how Sora Donald and Goofy are doing, you know? I like um, to think he
1: came up with the name gummy block. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well like no <laughs> You know what? Let's just go ahead and move on to Ansem's Report number nine, because I think we've we've covered that one pretty good. So Ansom's Report Nine.
3: Simply astonishing. Today I had a guest from another world. He is a king, and his vessel is built of the material that composed the meteors. He called the pieces gummy blocks. It seemed that my opening the door has opened a path to interworld travel. We talked for countless hours, but one story in particular caught my interest that of a key called the Keyblade. The Keyblade is said to hold phenomenal power. The legend says its wielder saved the world, while others say that he wrought chaos and ruin upon it. I must know what this keyblade is. A key opens doors. It must be connected to the door that I have
1: opened. A person arrived in a gummy ship. I mean, that's Mickey. Uh,
0: yeah, a king. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> a
1: king arrived. That's Mickey. And that's why I think that he's gone to Trident and stuff like that. Because, like I said, you know, you said I was kind of on the right path. Mickey didn't initially try to reach out to these people. You know what I mean? He was kind of just in his own little world, in his own little kingdom. Maybe the king of kings kind of thing. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but, like, you know, these doors open and Mickey goes, I have to inform where all all of – I have to inform all of these people to where all these doors go. You know, I have to tell them what's going on, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, and at least the like more
0: uh, prominent figures of these worlds, you know, the other kings at least, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, which is interesting that he decided to talk to Ansem. Which you know, how did he know to talk to him necessarily? Unless the key, unless he was right in front of the keyhole, like mm-hmm. when he showed up. I don't know, but you know, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So these meteors, you know,
0: I guess mm-hmm. I guess all these meteors, because you know, while you're flying in the gummy ship, you'll see meteors pretty regularly, and you can destroy them. And you'll find gummy pieces and little materials here and there. So yeah, those meteors, I guess, are, are raining down and, and are landing in the world of wherever Ansem is. And, you know, he's learned about these gummy blocks, and now he's learning about interworld travel, and now we are talking about the Keyblade. This is where he's, like, he says he's learning about the Keyblade here. Um, yeah, it says we've talked for countless hours. And I just... I want to see what these conversations look like. I want to see like <laughs> I want like a, a Kingdom Transcript. Hearts game where we see like in-depth conversation between this handsome character and uh and Mickey just talking about like Kingdom Hearts lore and keyblades and Mickey just being like, "Oh, the keyblade to all hearts and all, all doors." And
1: you just like just talking about the fucking keyblade would be hilarious to me. <laughs> well, that's why I said I think he's like King of Kings kind of thing, you know mm-hmm. what I mean like he had he before these keys these keyholes were open these connections were made to all these different places mickey knew about it mm-hmm. he knew way before and you know what i mean any of that happened and stuff like that and do we ever find out who the original keyblade wielder is or is he talking about himself you know what i mean like these are questions that get raised yeah reading this yeah
0: yeah, and he says one legend says its wielders had saved the world. Another says that it wrought chaos and ruin upon it. And like you had said too, with with uh, King Triton, Mister T, you know, uh-huh. he basically was like, no, 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 no Keyblade wielder here. Like all you do is cause destruction. You know, so maybe that's maybe that's where he got it from. Maybe he he overheard one of these stories of of ruin and chaos, and that's just his idea of the Keyblade wielder.
1: We need a we need like a a prequel prequel where we, you know, see the the fall or something like that of the original Keyblade holder, because that means that Trident saw something. You know, if he got it, if Trident, if Mickey got the story from Trident, then then where did he see it from? Because he had to have encountered this before before Mickey even told him then. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Uh, I'll just
0: say uh, you you may find some satisfaction in the future. So, read and find out. Raffo, I yeah, know. <laughs> I know. But that's it, guys. Next episode, we are going to be covering a another quick visit over there to Travers Town, and we are going to be diving deep into Merlin's book. And we're going to be, you know, we we found all the pages, so we're just going to go from uh, go into Merlin's book from start to finish, discuss that, and then we are going to discuss Hollow Bastion. Uh, and then Yay. I haven't, I haven't really decided, because Hollow uh, Bastion's a big world. There's probably going to be a lot to talk. It about It is there. so, and you also get a shit ton of Ansem report. I think you get like all of the remaining like six Ansem reports or whatever that we don't have. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure you get all of them over there.
1: Um, I don't so, know because I <laughs> we we do, may. I definitely did not find all the stuff.
0: Oh, it's. I, then it might not be in that like specific visit. I, I will get there. We may do Ansom report stuff in the next episode. We may wait till the next episode, just because there's a lot of Ansom reports and also a lot of hollow bastion. So <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, if you're playing along with us uh, go ahead and play, you know, make sure you got all of Merlin's book stuff out of the way. Uh, go back to Travers Town. Do all of the gummy block stuff with Sid, so that you can travel to the next world. And we're mostly going to be just discussing the world of Hollow Bastion next episode. So yeah, yes sir. Yeah. Do you have anything you want to plug before I do all my all my plugs?
1: Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, Twitter. Uh, you know, are dash you are underscore. you active on there right now? I'm trying to be. Yeah. I'm trying to be better about it. I really am. Um, but you know, dash underscore Twitter oh dash underscore twitter yes i got that handle somehow no dash underscore turner 81 at on twitter or you know dash underscore turner 11 uh, mm. on instagram bro you still have some stuff you there. still
0: haven't even let me follow you your private account ass come on on, on instagram no on uh twitter oh that, that it still says I'm uh, the fucking overleveled podcast Twitter account. It's still pending. I can't follow you yet, man. What's up?
1: <laughs> I don't even follow you. What the fuck?
0: <laughs> so okay, so you got you got Twitter, you got Instagram. Um, yeah, yeah. Cool. Nito, Nito. Yeah, I um, I meant to mention this at the top of the episode. I was just trying to figure out how we were gonna start it all, but I like I had mentioned in the last episode. If you if you made it here to the end. On the patreon account for the overleveled podcast, I have been uploading my notes to the patron uh, to my patronizers over there uh, on patreon. <laughs> uh, so if you are if you patronize me uh, go, go over there and become a patronizer and yeah if you want to see and I've also I've been uploading them to patreon like, before we even record our episodes, so Mm. you know, once I'm done with my notes, boom, I just do that. I just, I write them up, I upload them to Patreon, and then uh, I don't know, that's it. I mean, you can you can i guess get a head
1: start (laughs) i accepted your request by the way Ah, you're welcome cool 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 thanks i didn't know it was this instagram usually gives you like a different notification but i had to go to follow request and i don't know how Twitter Uh, works. i'm trying to figure it out
0: yeah no i uh i literally i'm not gonna lie guys i only made twitter so that i can kind of promote this show (laughs) so i'm not a twitter user really i'll just Every now and then, people who follow me or people who I follow will post video game stuff and I'll retweet it and give updates on uh, stuff with the podcast. But that's about it. If you want to follow us on Twitter, there's uh, Dash, Dash's channel, and or Dash's Twitter account and then you can follow me at OverLeveledCast uh, on Twitter as well as the Patreon that I mentioned. Um, you can look up our patreon i believe it's just patreon.com slash overleveled podcast uh but links to all of this stuff everything that i plug will always be in our descriptions um yeah let's see is that just about it i think so there's also the youtube channel if you're just a listener only if you want to go ahead and subscribe to the youtube channel there's not much of a video aspect to these podcasts but it's something
1: (laughs) yeah something to put on the put on the background while you're cleaning or yeah Taking a shower or yeah. masturbating. I don't know what Whoa. You do.
0: Later, guys. Yeah, thank you so much for joining on this episode. Next episode, like I said, play through Hollow Bastion. And, yeah, I will see you later. Bye-bye.
2: Skate!